Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into clients. Now, here's the founder and CEO of 10 Golden Rules, Jay Berkowitz. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. This is Jay Berkowitz, and today we're going to be uh, debriefing after our latest webinar. And uh, as always, I've got Jenna and Ike with me. Uh, Jenna, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Earhart, and I work with Jay at 10 Golden Rules. I'm a customer success manager, and I'm happy to be here. Mr. Ike. How you doing, guys? I'm Ike. I work with 10 Golden Rules and Jay Berkowitz. Be out here going crazy or, you know, stacking. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Ike, maybe you want to get a little closer to the mic because it sounds like Jenna and I are a little bit more uh, enthusiastic and we know you're you're the uh, you're the energy guy here. So um this uh, this month's webinar we talked about artificial intelligence and chat GPT and we had an all-star panel and it was super cool because we had um our own avatars and now I'm like I'm like the Iron Man, but I've got a gold avatar for Jay Berkowitz. I thought that was really cool. And um we had some awesome participants on the webinar as well. We had uh, the founder of LawDroid, uh, Tom Martin. We had uh, Carolyn Elephant and uh, an amazing technical wizard who blew us all away, Dennis Yu. So um, today um, we're going to just talk about this and in an audio format so it works better on the audio podcast. But if you want to see the slides and the video, just go to the 10 Golden Rules YouTube channel. And you could watch the video with the slides and see the amazing demonstrations from our panelists. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to let Jenna and Ike ask the questions, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about what we what we learned from our expert panel this week. All right, we'll All right. Go ladies first. First, I want to say if you guys have not seen the webinar on YouTube, it's amazing. The demonstrations are so good. Um, I know this is an audio version, but definitely go check it out because the panel was amazing. But first, Jay, I kind of wanted to ask for you to give us a little brief explanation of the kind of the background of AI. Yeah, that's a great point, because um, one of the things that I differentiated in my setup for the, the webinar, and, and I always explain to people when they're talking about chat GPT and AI, is artificial intelligence, AI, has been around for a long time. And there's, you know, oh, I think there's over 13 companies that are already unicorns meaning they have a billion dollar valuation as AI companies. And there's obviously thousands more startups. And so artificial intelligence is really the umbrella. And underneath that umbrella are companies like LawDroid and LawGeeks and others that we'll, we'll talk about today and ChatGPT. So ChatGPT uses artificial intelligence um, and it is an artificial intelligence engine. And so the first thing I like to differentiate is that there's tons and tons of artificial intelligence companies. And a lot of people have just been introduced to ChatGPT since it was introduced in November of 2022. But there, this whole category of artificial intelligence and the tools for law firms, and, and frankly, there's tools in almost every category. You can do your taxes now with a bot. And so um, there's tons of AI companies and ChatGPT is one of them that is amazing and free and has t tons of consumer uses and tons of uses you can use in business and in law firms. 
Is, is that, so I know that, you, that answers your question, Jenna? Ab yeah, absolutely. I know you keep mentioning this chat GPT and I'm sure everyone knows what it is, but for those who don't, could you kind of explain it a little further? Yeah, so there, there's a company called OpenAI and they actually introduced um, an image drawing, you know, a picture drawing uh, tool called Dolly before they introduced ChatGPT. But the amazing thing about ChatGPT and why everybody's talking about it in all the media and everybody you know is when um, you know when Facebook was first introduced, uh, well, actually net when Netflix was first introduced, it took three and a half years for them to get a million users. Facebook took ten months to get a million users. ChatGPT took five days to get a million users. Like we all saw it and we're like, oh my God, this thing's so amazing. You got to tell everybody and you got you to check this out. And so immediately we started sharing it with our you know, friends and coworkers. So ChatGPT exploded to consciousness because it just spread so quickly and became so popular. Um, and why are we all crazy about it? Well, it, it, it can do almost any of your tasks. Um, you know, if you need to write a memo, it can, it can write the memo fast you know, write a draft for you like super fast. If you need to write a new HR manual, it can do it really quickly. And, you know, there's a lot of simple legal tasks that it can do as well. You know, drafting demand letters, it can pull out things like the treatment codes and things like that and write a bulleted demand letter. So there's, you know, a, a million applications for this thing. And, um, you know, it, it is rarely, like it's often wrong, but it's rarely bad. So you definitely have to proof it, check it when you ask it to write you a memo or, or write you a demand letter. But with a little human touch, it gets it like 80% or 90% right. Um, and whether it's writing an HR memo, like I said, or, or um, you know, one, one example I love to share is we were meeting with an attorney and he was an expert and he was a consultant to a lot of in-house legal counsel. So he said, I want to do marketing and I want to get more prospects and I want to market to in-house counsel, but I want to make sure that everything we do is within the bar regulations in our state. So I was talking to someone on my team and we were trying to do the research to figure out the bar regulations for the state. And I said, you know what, why don't we just throw this into chat GPT? So we said, you know, give us a list of all the things that you can do and all the things you can't do to do advertising and marketing for a lawyer within this particular bar association. And within, you know, like 20 seconds, it types out the answer for you. And it gave us a bulleted list of all the things you can do. You know, you can do direct mail and you can have a website and you can have a blog and the things you can't do, like you can't claim to be the best in that state. And there was a few other things that you couldn't do in, in your advertising and marketing. And I also asked it to, tell a short, funny legal joke. And so it said, why did the lawyer cross the road? Why? I, do you know? <laughs> no, I'm thinking. To get no, to the bar on the other side. <laughs> so you. it actually told a joke that it incorporated the bar association and had a double entendre. I mean, it, th this thing is a really powerful tool. So um, if you haven't checked it out, you want to check it out. And if you've only used it a little bit, I would suggest that you start refining your prompts. And what that means is when you go in and you do a query, um, unlike a Google search query, you want to give it additional data points. So you can, like I said, you know, write a bulleted list and include a joke. Um, or you, you could tell it things like, 
you know, write it in in the um, as if it was written by the Supreme Court of the United States, or you could say summarize the three most recent Supreme Court rulings um, as if it was a nursery rhyme, or you know, summarize the um, I had a dream speech, but write it as if it was a song written by Jay Z, and literally all of those possibilities uh, will be done in like 20 or 30 seconds. It's amazingly capable. And when you refine the prompts and you give it direction, like write it in a firm tone, write it in an understanding tone, and it will it will get the tone. And again, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be 80 or 90% right almost every time. Well, now it's time for the real questions that the lawyers are really curious about, which is when will AI outperform real lawyers? And will it? Uh, 2018. <laughs> I had an example. I had an example in the presentation of a software called LawGeeks, and this was one of those aha moments, you know, or paradigm shifting moments. And they put out a press release. They had 20 top U.S. lawyers look at non-disclosure agreements, and the software LawGeeks look at the same non-disclosure agreements to find errors in the agreements. I'm not going to get these numbers exactly right, but it, the LawGeek software was 94% accurate and the lawyers were 85% accurate. The lawyers took 92 minutes to complete this, this analysis. Guess how long it took LawGeeks? Seconds. 26 seconds. Yep. So, you know, my one of the philosophical questions that I've been talking about with some of the other, um, you know, AI geeks and 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 some of my friends, you know the the IT friends and stuff that I, that I in a mastermind with, you know, it's philosophically, we we I definitely see that these tools replacing a lot of the jobs that are currently done by junior lawyers and junior paralegals, and at least for the short term, there's going to be lots of jobs for humans to still oversee this work for humans to make the prompts, um, but we all know that. AGI is coming, which is artificial general intelligence, which is, you know, basically the AI will have the ability to think and reason, um, and it'll be pretty darn close to uh, uh, to human functionality. So, you know, there, there's definitely a time coming in, in three years, five years, 10 years, where a lot of jobs are going to be replaced. But, you know, there's an interesting take, and I think I included this in my presentation, that one of the um, industry leaders made a presentation, and he said, in, in his presentation, he had a big slide and it said, AI will replace lawyers, dot, 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 who do not embrace artificial intelligence in their jobs. Mm. So the I think the argument, the best argument is that, you know, you want to start understanding these things. And whether you're a lawyer or an accountant or a digital marketing agency, you better start taking advantage of these tools because, they definitely make our job easier, 10 golden rules. They make your job easier if you're an attorney or an accountant or, you know, whatever you do. And if you can streamline work that, you know, used to take four hours down to 20 minutes, you know, obviously, you, you know, your competitor is not going to be billing for those hours. So if you're still billing four hours to do things the old fashioned manual way, you definitely have to be streamlining or eventually you're going to be putting yourself out of work. So I, you know, I, I, that's a great question. And I think there's a couple takes on that. And then the other consideration is like Mihaela 
who works on our 10 Golden Rules team, just got into law school. So yay, Mihaela. Um, and, um, you know, I was explaining to her that, you know, you want to probably figure out um, what, you know, get really embrace these tools. And there's definitely a great opportunity for a young lawyer coming out of law school in the next two or three years. If you're, if you're an AI expert and you're really great at creating the first documents with AI and, and you're like the fastest worker in your class, but I definitely wouldn't be the, the attorney graduating in three years who's the best at reading law books and finding you know, the dissertations and writing them out and typing them out again because you know, your classmates are going to blow you away and you're not, you're not going to get the job. But if, you know, if you're the AI wizard, you know, most of the firms are going to probably be like, oh, we need, we need to get on top of AI. So I think that's an opportunity for young lawyers, for, for young accountants, and, and frankly, young people coming out of school in the next three to five years in every, in every type of work. Agreed, agreed. Exactly. So I know we've, in your, in the webinar, when we had the all-star rock star panel, besides ChatGPT, we talked a little bit about a few other AI tools that you guys really enjoyed using. Could you let us know what a few of those are? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely the demonstration of LawDroid was awesome from Tom. And, um, you know, um, it, it primarily does two things right now. So it's, you can build your own chatbot. So it's like a law version of ChatGPT. And then the LawDroid software has read and indexed and understood 7 million case files from Har that Harvard has posted of 7 million current U.S. legal case files. So when it writes a demand letter, it drafts a document for you. It's based on the current 7 million uh, case file database from Harvard. So LawDroid is definitely one of the cool ones. Um, I mentioned Law Geeks earlier. And um, then, you know, if I, some of the more general tools like Jasper.ai um, is a copywriting tool. And um, I've been playing around with a tool called Crystal Nose. That's very good. It, it can create a disk profile, like a personality index for uh, someone you're going to have a meeting with. Um, and so some of the lawyers have been using that um, to understand their customers before they have meetings and understand the competitive lawyers if they uh, have a case against another lawyer. Also, you know, one of the interesting things is the um, insurance companies are all using artificial intelligence now. So uh, the way you present your case, you've got to be very uh, precise in presenting the right injury codes and the right treatment codes. Uh, because they're just going to drop those in the AI and their, their uh, proposal is going to, you know, for, I'm, I'm speaking generally about an injury case, but the proposal is going to come back from the AI, not really the adjusters, not really doing a lot of hands-on work anymore. So the way you structure those and the research you do in advance um, is super powerful. Um, and then um, another great example, um, a lawyer is using a software called PIMIZE. Um, and this one's really really kind of creepy but what what they were able to do was upload pictures their client was injured in an accident and they had a they had only a couple pictures of the the gentleman who hit their client and uh, they had his um, mug shot and they had his driver's license photo and they uploaded that into PIMIZE and it was able to find pictures of this gentleman at a bar right before the accident 
Now his lawyer had taken down all of his social media, but the, um, uh, his friends had posted social media at that bar and he was in those pictures. Um, so it's very creepy, but it's very uh, effective for that type of law. So um, again, there's dozens and dozens of products out there um, and you just got to do a little bit of research and uh, you know, start with ChatGPT if you haven't uh, gotten started and then maybe step up to LawDroid and LawGeeks and, and check out some of these other tools. It's really a new a new world. You know, the other day someone asked me like, you know, what what is this? How significant is this? And I think, you know, it's really as significant as all the major inventions of mankind. It's definitely um, as significant or almost as significant as the internet itself. You know, and it's like the invention of electricity or the invention of the wheel. You know, mankind is going to take huge steps forward in our ability to do things and do things quickly. So um, you really don't want to get left behind on this one. Agree, agreed. Now, you know, back with the tough questions. So as we're learning, AI can develop a consciousness. What if the actions of AI end up infringing on humans? How would lawyers litigate against some kind of evil AI? Well, I mean, definitely that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that is the tough question. And I think um, everybody from Sam Altman, the founder of OpenAI and ChatGPT, and Elon Musk, who was originally one of Altman's partners, um, he actually stepped away when uh, OpenAI was originally designed to be, you know, kind of like for, for human good and to look out for um, the potential risks of AI. And when they shifted to become, um, you know, a for-profit organization, Elon stepped off the board and... Uh, both Elon and um, recently Sam Altman have been calling for government um, regulation so that there's some type of oversight, either from the American government or from, you know, a coalition of international governments, because um, these things definitely have a huge uh, risk. And, you know, we've all seen the movies, whether it's The Matrix or, um, you know, several other movies where the computer um takes over and starts making decisions based on its briefing. And sometimes its decision is, you know, the briefing the, the, the briefing means that humans are getting in the way and they should eliminate the humans. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know what we're gonna do about that. I don't know if you really answered the question. <laughs> so yeah. So, so well, I guess you I think I it. answered the question that, you know, in the way I talked about it in my presentations. Look, the risk is real, the risk is significant. Uh, some of the smartest people, you know, the the Bill Gateses and the Elon Musks and the Sam Altmans are calling for uh, government uh, regulation. So I think if people who know the products that, that well are saying that this is a risk and there's got to be specific rules and international regulations, you know, the risk is real and, and, and it's got to be done. Okay. Speaking of risks... Is there any concern about copyright infringement when using AI and copy from AI? You know, that's a great question. And we didn't talk about Carolyn yet, but Carolyn Elephant did a great presentation on, you know, some of the tools of AI and, and she's an attorney um, and she's also teaching a course on how to use AI for law firms. So uh, definitely check the links. Um, well, Jenna, let's make sure we put the links in this podcast to, you know, Jenna and, and uh, Tom and, and Dennis, 
And so you can take a course on how to use AI and chat GPT uh, for a law firm from Carolyn. She talked about, um, she, she addressed specifically uh, the copyright risks and um, you know, the high level answer is that chat GPT is, has read the internet up to 2021, by the way, it's not, it's not up to date right now. So a lot of the answers it gives you is that my data set only goes up to the fall of 2021. Um, but uh, it does compile um, a number of sources. It doesn't copy any one source. So in theory, uh, you should be, uh, it shouldn't be a copyright violation. But there's, I think she also told us that there has been a court ruling that you're not able to copyright AI co copy. So anything produced by a machine, you can't copyright. So uh, that that's the latest information that I have that we got from Carolyn on the on the webinar. Awesome, good to know. So if somebody made like an AI logo, they couldn't copyright their logo. Yeah, again, I would say it's a little bit like we talked about earlier on, where it gets things things get at eighty percent right. So um, you know, I would get use AI to create ideas for logos, and then maybe have a designer finish it, format it, pick the colors and add the trademark from there. So I know we talked about our first two um, speakers of our all-star panel. Do you want to give a little explanation on Dennis Yu, what he talked about, maybe some of his wizard hacks? Yeah, so Dennis Yu has been my friend. We've been speaking on stages together for probably 15 years. And um, he was originally a search engineer at Yahoo. So he was actually building the Yahoo search engine. So he understands this stuff better than anyone um, I could possibly know. Um, and um, he's also become one of the world's leading experts on things like Facebook ads and TikTok ads. And so Dennis and I have been doing some work on uh, figuring out chat GPT and AI as well. So he had a number of interesting tools that he talked about. Um, one is you can uh, record a video and change the words with a tool called pitch.com. And he was also saying that, that like, you shouldn't create synthetic media. So it, it's okay to record the, record a video and then like have a tool, an AI tool, change the words. You know, don't just write a script and have have the tool, you know, write the script and speak the words for you. Because you, you can record yourself and then these tools will put out videos for you. But if it's completely synthetic, um, he said, if it comes from nothing, that becomes too generic. The other thing he shared is that, um, and this is more of like an, a search thing than an AI thing. But he said, you know, people are, are going, going to Google you and you've got to make sure you claim your knowledge panel. So your knowledge, if you're, you know, if you're an author and, a, you know, obviously everybody in business today should be authoring some content, putting out some SEO content, putting some content on LinkedIn and the social media, putting some video out. And then you should be an expert and have a knowledge panel. So um, I've actually been, he, he, he pointed out that the Jay Berkowitz knowledge panel is not claimed, so I don't own it. Um, and I've been actually having trouble with Google because my my birth certificate says my name is James, but everywhere I go, I'm Jay Berkowitz. So um, it's it's been tricky to actually claim the knowledge panel because my ID, I don't have government ID uh, with my name Jay on it. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a headline, but, you know, Dennis goes super quick and he went through a bunch of examples. So if you, if you get to about 
the 40 minute mark in the video and you want to see Dennis's stuff, uh, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, his stuff was awesome. Mike, do you have any other questions? No, I'm just vibing now. <laughs> Perfect. Um, cool. Jay, was there anything else from the webinar you wanted to touch on? No, I think that's it. I mean, you know, I would definitely stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna going to um, have some awesome interviews coming up with a couple of attorneys who um, are actually using some of these AI tools, and so we're gonna try and share their best practices for how to use it in your practices. I met another company that's in insurance, and they've got an AI tool that you you the uh, or sorry they're in immigration and so when the foreign national is applying for U.S. immigration they need a whole bunch of documents and so they now have an AI tool that they can upload the documents the tool reads the documents it makes sure that like the transcripts are accurate and the resumes are accurate and it it knows like if it's the right university and how good a university it was um, it's an amazing tool um, and um, we'll be investigating. Uh, products like that and interviewing a number of experts on how to use AI in a bunch of different practice areas over the next several months. That's awesome. So stay Let's tuned for more, more great okay. AI stuff coming to a Absolutely. podcast near you. <laughs> As you go, I don't know if y'all heard of that, but if y'all aren't listening here, you're missing out. Don't get, don't get left in the dust. Keep it up, Jake. Well, thanks Jenna. Thanks Ike. Uh, you guys make this a lot more fun and, um, We'll uh, see you next time on the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast. Peace. All right. Thanks for having us. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing for Law Firms podcast. Please send questions and comments to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That is podcast at 10goldenrules.com. 